106.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports for a Saturday, December 26, 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we made it. We made it through Christmas. And now New Year's is coming and in within the week. I'm going to bring in my co-host, Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net. Justin, good morning. We've already talked before the show started. Uh, Both of us had a wonderful Christmas, but, you know, we didn't talk about New Year's and New Year's Eve coming. How do you feel about it? Most people say, oh, get this year out of here. But, you know, we were excited about 2020 back one year ago today. Yeah. And then look what we got. So I'm a little hesitant to get too jumping up and down excited, but... Can't be any. Yeah, I won't anyone that, that, say that's that. That's what people say, right? But you never. It can always be worse. Yeah, always be worse. But um, I think there will be legitimate celebrations for for New Year's. Usually, it just feels contrived and fake, and you're just kind of like you know whatever. But yeah, I think there will be really oh, something to celebrate. At least turning the page on a new year and the optimism more so than we usually feel for a new year. And uh, and feels like we're trending in the right direction with the pandemic and, and the vaccines and all that stuff. So at least there's hope, right? And I feel like a lot of people are going to embrace that. Definitely, but they'll embrace it through social distancing. Of course, well, I would hope so, and, 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 and you know, and, and probably a lot of liquor stuff. still. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure that uh, that will uh, be helpful for some in, in forgetting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened in 2020. But welcome into Talking Sports for a Saturday. Of course, as always, we are powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Uh, that's Justin Kenny. I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. The Automotive Color and Supply text line is open for your thoughts, opinions, comments, etc. Uh, uh, cool Christmas gifts. At 46862, 46862, please put TS in the front of your message, message, despite the fact that I think we're the only ones uh, live this year. Yeah, I don't think anybody, nobody else is in this building, that's for sure. Yeah, so, uh, except security. Yeah, yeah, our personal security, you know. Do you get patted down? (laughs) No, I think that's the homeless guy that lives outside that likes to feel you up. 46862 <laughs> Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862 Put TS in front of your message. Uh, we're going to be talking with Mike McCaffrey in our weekly Cougar chat this morning, uh, probably about 9.20 or so. Find out what's going on at the Hutzel Center and things of that nature in Cougar Athletics. And then uh, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking with former Comet legend Mr. Lincoln Kaylee Schrock. He, the head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen. And uh, we'll be talking with him. They are a member of the uh, Tier 3 Junior A hockey team in the uh, Premier Division of the United States Premier Hockey League, the USPHL, in the Midwest, or Mideast Division, excuse me. Uh, So, uh, and they're off for a little while. So, uh, 
Uh, Kaylee's got a little bit of a, an opportunity to chat with us and tell us and bring us up to date about the Fort Wayne Spacemen. And for those not familiar, uh, tell us just who they are, where they come from, and uh, and what they are aspiring to. And it's a really cool story. And uh, uh, Todd Ramsey is um, one of the principal owners who uh, got things started in Fort Wayne and uh, felt the need for it. But we're going to talk to uh, Mr. Schrock uh, at the bottom of the hour this morning. So do indeed stay tuned. And if you got any questions for linking Kaylee uh, regarding the Fort Wayne Spacemen, hey, four six eight six two. Four six eight six two. Now, uh, first off, I want to talk just a little bit about what our friends at OutsideTheHuddle.net are doing. And uh, in some of the awards, some of the annual awards, they have bestowed upon uh, recipients this year at uh, this time of year. And, of course, uh, th- this isn't an easy thing to do, although OutsideTheHuddle.net specializes in high school football and basketball and uh, do the best job of anybody I can uh, think of. And, uh, boy, if I could only find one of the people that... Hey, I'll, I'll check with Justin. Hey. Justin, hey. Um, outside the huddle.net. Heard of it? I have. Okay. Uh, vaguely familiar. Okay. I think a couple of goofballs came up with the idea, and surprisingly, it caught on. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did, and I know those goofballs. Yeah. And uh, I call them friends. I don't know what they call me, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but outside the huddle.net has, uh, has given out their annual awards, and Justin, why don't you kind of take it away? Well, every year we kind of uh, we we uh, cap the the football season around this time of year. We came out with our all area team a couple weeks back, and uh, usually Christmas we kind of aim as this uh, the the wrap up for the high school football season. So we gave out three awards. Uh, the first time, the first time this year that we've given out three different awards. It's usually just the uh, player of the year award. This year came out with a 2020 outside the huddle football coach of the year, and for the first time uh, the Clayton. Stewart Award, um, named after the late uh, Bishop DeWanger student uh, athlete that passed away tragically a couple months ago, and and my cohort Dan Vance was was very close to that family. Coached Clayton in uh, in high in basket or excuse me baseball um, for several years, close to the family as well. So uh, he decided to to be to come up with an award for you know kind of the spirit and work ethic and perseverance that uh, embodied Clayton. Clayton Stewart in his short life and and Dan wanted to come up with an award to honor him throughout the years and first year was this year gave it to Brendan Lytle of Bishop DeWanger and and that was uh that was kind of a good kickoff because I think Brendan has has persevered and his work ethic I mean ending up being one of the top passers in the history of the SAC let alone Bishop DeWanger and a kid that for the longest time didn't really get any recognition you could still say he's an afterthought in a lot of circles when you talk about the top quarterbacks in the area led his team to a state championship as a sophomore and just built on it from there so congratulations to Brendan Lido on that award first annual Clayton Stewart award of outside the huddle and the coach of the year was a difficult thing. I, I, it's always difficult, too, with player of the year, coach of the year, because how do you approach it? Do you give it to the best coach of the best team? Do you look at, at, at exactly what the player, the coach had to go through, the perseverance? The you know Everybody faced adversity this year, no doubt. But we ended up going with Kyle Lindsay at Bishop Lures, and he kind of chuckled because, you know, he's, he, he's like, I don't know what the SAC coaches are going to think, a guy with six regular season losses getting the coach of the year award. But... uh 
What he did with that group getting into the postseason, facing a challenging section and getting all the way to the state championship with a largely young group, a lot of juniors, a lot of sophomores on that team. And talking to Kyle Lindsay about his squad and just not just being able to get through the season with the trials and tribulations of COVID and quarantine and all that, but just being able to pull his team together. He personally, his first uh, state championship appearance as a head coach, and it was big for him and for what he did with that program. And 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 it was almost like a. Uh, like an all-encompassing type award for Kyle Lindsay because we talked about everybody around the state will kind of assume Bishop Lures it's easy to get to state and they've been there they've won 11 state titles and all this and he kind of broke it down on just how difficult it is you know he says you know we face a lot of the same tests and challenges as a lot of other programs in this area in, in this city and people just assume because we're private and parochial, we can, you know, bring in the best of the best and all that stuff. And he's like, reality is far different. So being able to take that angle with the story, I hope, was enlightening to some. Well, yeah, and Kyle Lindsay, of course, and as you said, you know, being able to persevere and, and his comment about the six losses, but still the Bishop Lewis football program uh, for as, as far back as I can remember. And, and I mean, back to the, the, what, the Jim Kelleher days of 1972 and Max Richardson and guys like that, that, uh, you know, put Bishop Lewis football on the map for good. But through the decades from the 70s, 80s into the 90s and in when they were so good. And then they seemed to have a, a bit of a numbers situation and, and fell off just a little bit. But Kyle Lindsay was also part, along with his father, Matt, yeah. part of when Bishop Lewers was at the top of the heap. Yep. And he's restoring that. And it's great to see. And as you said, uh, Justin, he did it with a relatively young squad. Right. You know, he's uh, he's got his quarterback coming back next year. He's got all kinds of, of skill players coming back, returning now. And there is nothing better for a program that's got that's dotted with youngsters if of having a long playoff run and showing what it takes to get there and to do it and to succeed. And he's shown them that. They've had a taste of it. They now know that. And they yeah. can take that with them into next season. And uh, hopefully we'll see the, the resurgence in, uh, in, in the, the rise once again of Bishop Lewis Knights football because it's a special thing. And a lot of these programs, these legacy programs, we talked uh, uh, often about Bishop Dwenger, you know, and Snyder, these programs, and and you know you see, you know, and, and I know the the recruiting word comes up all the time. But you look at these rosters over the years, and we've talked about this, Justin. Sure. You look at at the Dwenger roster, and you see them dotted with the same names, generational names of. of Players that played there in in the seventies, in the eighties, nineties, and then now youngsters, either either younger brothers, children, grandchildren, are playing there with the same namesakes, and in the same thing at Snyder. When you see a lot of these players too, Bishop Lures, the exact same way. You know, yep. you see a lot of these kids coming through there, and you go, well, I remember when their dad played. I remember when their uncles and, and grandfathers played there. So, yeah, recruiting, I'm not I'm not naive enough to say recruiting doesn't go on. And I think a lot of it is, is uh, believe it or not, it, it's it's more parents than coaches yeah. that, that are, uh, you know, choosing what's best for little Billy or little Sally. Yeah. But it's still a lot of generational 
blood, sweat, and tears. It so. does, yeah. And, and, you know, what Kyle Lindsay brought up in the story, too, is when in a city with open enrollment, uh, then recruiting is inevitable because the 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 rules have dictated how programs approach getting players because it's a free for all between eighth grade and ninth grade in foreign community schools any kid can go anywhere he wants within the district or outside the district and same thing with the parochials is yes you may go to a quote-unquote feeder program or a feeder school of a particular dwanger or lures but you can choose so kyle lindsey brings up his largest feeder bishop lures largest feeder is saint elizabeth over there in a boy mm-hmm. and he said look you know everybody is supposed to feed into lures but you have kids that uh, and parents that elect to go to bishop dwanger they elect to go to homestead as well out in a boy so he's like our biggest feeder we're splitting almost into three ways and he says, you know, we have feeders in the central part of Fort Wayne. We have feeders in New Haven, you know, Saney's out in a Boyd. It's spread all over the place. And, you know, if you don't want open season on kids between eighth grade and ninth grade, then get rid of open enrollment in Fort Wayne Community Schools. That is what basically forces these coaches and these programs to not only try to get other kids within the system and within the uh, within the city, but also uh, really trying to bring your own kids in, the kids that are supposed to go to your schools, right? So it's unfortunate, but that's kind of the landscape we're in. And, and you know, there's a bunch of rumors out there. You know, the, the, the funniest one is that the Bishop Lures purposely limits their enrollment so they stay in 2A, which is a fallacy and all those different things. I mean, it's it's just kind of comedic, these, these conspiracy theorists that come up with these things. But, um, you know... You get Kyle Lindsay and a lot of these coaches talking about these off-the-cuff type issues, and they're passionate about it, and, and they can really kind of uh, run away with it and give their opinions, and, and Kyle mints no words when talking about this when I brought it up to him. Definitely. So, well, in in saying congratulations to Kyle Lindsay for that award uh, goes without saying because it's, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, and there were many, many uh, worthy coaches that uh, that could have been coach of the year but you know when you look at all things considered um, he uh, let's put it this way back in July would you have said Kyle Lindsay was going to be coach of the year? No, I mean, if you would have asked him in, if you would ask people in September that if uh, if Kyle Lindsay was going to be coach of the year, you know, there's a lot of candidates. You know, Grant Mosier obviously is up there, but you look at his team and even he would say, look, I basically, I, I, I you know, I, I just didn't want to screw it up, basically. He had a lot of talent around he him. He knew it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chad Zolman was in the conversation, too, and for good reason, because back-to-back SEC championships, the, uh, the the adversity that his team faced, you know, week one losing a lot of kids. Throughout the season, they had whole position groups out. You have to still press it. So other aspects of uh, of that, and once again, it goes into the context of what you take out of player of the year, and it kind of went in, or coach of the year, and it went into co- uh, player of the year, too, with James Arnold of the South Adams Starfires winning that, the 2020 Outside the Huddle Football Player of the Year, and James, in talking to him over the last couple days, uh, really just, you know, came in and he said, you know, since fifth grade, sixth grade, we've been told this class of ours was going to get South Adams to the state championship game. And, and Coach Graham Moser said, that's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on, a, on, on on teenagers. And that's a lot of pressure on a quarterback in that class, the premier position, you know, in that class. And he did it. And, and along the way, 
broke a bunch of records, shattered all of the major passing records in school history as a junior and just added on to it with almost 4,000 passing yards as a senior, led the state in passing yards. And, um, you know, talking to James Arnold, he said, I came into high school and Coach Mosier in his class in freshman year said, write down three goals that you have for yourself at the high school level. And he said, I, I want to be, I want to take our team to state. He wanted to be the all-time leading scorer, and he wanted to be valedictorian. And he's on track. He already achieved one, uh, getting them to state. He's on track to uh, be valedictorian at South Adams. He said, all-time leading scorer, it's going to, uh, he missed sophomore basketball year uh, with an injury. So he's probably not going to get that one, but two out of three for a freshman mm. making that list uh, not too shabby for Mr. Arnold. Well, and, and for kids that, that set goals uh, as ninth graders coming into high school is uh, is, is a testimony that, that once and when to uh, achieve that by your senior year and, uh, and sometimes even before that uh, is incredible. So uh, best of luck to everybody. Uh, 46862. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. We're going to step out and take a break. Before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan, and I talk about this just about every week as well. $29.95. Remember, take a look under your Christmas tree and everything you spent there. $29.95 is a small, small amount to pay for peace of mind. That's how much it costs to get your water softener inspected by Culligan. Don't have a Culligan water softener? Doesn't matter. You don't need a Culligan water softener. All you need is a water softener. And do you know if it's working? If it, is it working properly? Is it working at all? Is it in the corner of your basement collecting dust and cobwebs and whatever else is crawling around that, down in that, that nasty wet space? Or is it out in your garage? But do you know? You, you hear it every once in a while, but is it working for you? Is it keeping your water soft? And what you need is soft water because otherwise your waterborne appliances, and I t- tell you this every week, your dishwasher, your washing machine, your water heater, all need to be blessed with soft water. Because otherwise, your life expectancy of these uh, appliances are going to be much, much shorter than uh, what you anticipated. So, give Culligan a call today, 4848668. That's 4848668. And ask about the water softener inspection for $29.95. You'll be glad you did. We're going to be right back with Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. 
The Colts hit the road again this weekend and travel to Pittsburgh to battle the Steelers in a late-season showdown. The Colts are looking to solidify their playoff hopes with a win over one of the best teams in the AFC. Join me, Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Lara Overton on Sunday for countdown to kickoff beginning at noon, followed by game action at 1. It's Phillip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton, and Jonathan Taylor and the Colts aiming to outduel Ben Roethlisberger, James Conner, and Juju Smith-Schuster and the Steelers. Hear every play on Sunday right here on your home for the Colts. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's the most wonderful time of the year for sports fans because they can put some serious skin in the game with BetMGM. Right now, new customers have a chance to win $100 in free bets when they place a $1 money line wager on Indianapolis. And if they score a touchdown, you win. Just use bonus code DC100 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. BetMGM doesn't stop the gift giving there. Discover their innovative parlay selection tools, boosted odds specials, daily promotions, and much more. Download the app today or or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code DC100 to win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on Indianapolis to score a touchdown. Bet with snow cold confidence at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Shop Classic, independently certified pre-owned Rolex watches for both men and women in the attractive high-end designs that make Rolex watches so striking at Peter Franklin Jewelers. Rolex, the world's most recognizable watch brand, from classic to professional Rolex models to suit any wrist. Shops of Mariner, Daytona, Datejust, Yachtmaster, Batman, and more at Peter Franklin. A Rolex is always cherished, but it also transcends its material value and takes on a personal meaning, whether it is an heirloom, a milestone of success or a gift, a Rolex watch frequently becomes an emotional symbol that brings to life exceptional moments. Discover Rolex watches today at Peter Franklin, your independently certified pre-owned Rolex headquarters where every Rolex tells a story. Start your story today at Peter Franklin with three locations to serve you, Angola, New Haven, and a DuPont Road in Fort Wayne. See the entire collection of Rolex watches online at PeterFranklin.com. When you want to make a statement, it simply has to be Peter Franklin. Every day, we fight to preserve magnificent places and wildlife. We are Earth Justice, a national legal nonprofit fighting for your right to a healthy environment. Every day, we fight to advance clean energy. We are Earth Justice, 135-plus lawyers representing clients free of charge. Every day, we fight to combat climate change. We are Earth Justice, and we're here because, now more than ever, the Earth needs a good lawyer. Earth Justice uses the power of law to ensure our planet and its inhabitants have a future. No one fights more cases on the environment than Earth Justice. And we win almost every time. Because when we win, the air and water are cleaner, food systems are safer, and public lands are preserved. And we win because these are fights we cannot lose. Want to join us in this fight? The time is now. Go to earthjustice.org today. That's earthjustice.org. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Christmas time in the city. Welcome back to Talking Sports. Hear them ring. Presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Day after Christmas. It's Boxing Day. For all of our Canadian friends celebrating Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. 
Along with Justin Kinney from OPS and Outside the Huddle.net, I'm Bob Ross. Oh, no, I'm Jim Shufflin. Sorry. <laughs> okay. A little wispy trees here. Okay. Uh, we are back with Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on a Saturday, December 26th. We made it through, and uh, the eggnog container is empty at my house, as you can tell. But, uh, no, just happy to be here, happy to be on life's roster each and every day. So, want to get right to the Talking Sports phone line presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water because on the Talking Sports phone line is none other than University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, happy holidays, my friend. Yeah, good morning, Jamie. Happy day after Christmas to you. Yes, indeed. It's it's return day, I guess. Uh, for those yeah. <laughs> for, for those that didn't remember that I gained a few pounds over uh, over the COVID uh, nineteen uh, part of uh, my life here. So uh, no, it's uh, how was your Christmas? Wonderful. Uh, yeah, very good. You know, it was uh, a little different uh, in the in the world of COVID. You know, we weren't able to do our annual Christmas Eve deal that we usually do over at my in-laws and have all my uh, my wife's uh, brother and, and his family all over. We, we didn't do that uh, because it kind of just felt like it was a little too many people uh, mm-hmm. together, so we, we kind of scaled it down and, and uh, did it over at my mother's house with, with just a few of us, and then Christmas morning had a few over, so we had to tried to break it up and, and you know do what's right here in these crazy times and not put anybody at jeopardy and uh, fortunately, we, we were able to still see the people we needed to see and, and spend the time with the people we needed to spend time with. So it was a, it was a, a good time to just sit back and, and enjoy being able to, to celebrate with each other uh, after everything we've all been through. And uh, it, it certainly had a different feeling this year, that's for sure. Indeed it did. Yeah, we had a small gathering myself, and uh, uh, but just enjoyed it. It was it was kind of nice to have the small gathering and uh, and just uh, enjoyed. Uh, and I guess you you reflect a little bit more on on what this really means. So you know, in, in talking about that, Mike. Uh, for the most part, the student athletes uh, were given a little bit of a Christmas break. It doesn't look like there's much athletic activity going on for the University of St. Francis until December 28th when uh, the Hutzel Center will host men's basketball. But uh, when student athletes do come back, it, have you been given any protocol on testing because some if if some of the the kids go uh, back home and you don't you know you you hope that uh, that you know common sense is prevailing but you never know but when they return uh, what what is uh, expected well i mean so from a, a student athlete standpoint i mean we've been been monitoring the ones that are in season so basketball they've been been getting monitored and, and were tested um, you know a few different times throughout this year uh, the, the university is going to require every resident student uh, to have a, a negative test before they move back on campus. And then we're providing those. We have a kind of a large shipment that came in from uh, ICI, which is the Independent Colleges of Indiana. And it's this real quick 15-minute rapid test where you literally take it and then 15 minutes later on, the, on your phone, on your app, it tells you whether you're negative or positive. So we've encouraged our kids to do that. Before they get back, um, but we will offer it to them uh, the day before they're supposed to move in. And, and obviously, if they get a positive test, then they'll have the option to, to return home or to get into one of our isolation units if they're available. So they are going to require the, the resident students to test uh, negative because, like you said, they've been gone. It'll be almost 
shoot, it'll be close to six weeks by the time they get back uh, and get onto campus for classes again. So they've had plenty of time to go out and, and, and be somewhere else, and, and hopefully they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. And we've been pretty good. I mean, our, our university had a great fall semester with that regard. We didn't have to shift to online. We didn't have to shut anything down. Our, our students really did a great job of, of being careful, and if they were sick, staying home and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just try to continue that through the spring and, and hope that we have as much success in the spring as we did in the fall. Uh, but, yeah, the university will have their, their protocols, but we're not going to do anything athletically above uh, and beyond that. We're, we're going to gear up for our spring sports here and kind of see how the, the conferences require us to do some testing because we've obviously got football coming up in the spring, and that's, that's the one beast that I didn't have to worry about in the fall when it came to testing. So that one we'll have to see what the MSFA decides and do we have to have a, you know, a test every week or one test before the season starts and, and just those kind of things. So those haven't been decided yet, but uh, we'll have to figure it out sometime in January because we're kicking off at the end of February this year. Yes, uh, I think it's nine weeks from today is uh, when the Cougars will play Madonna on uh, February 27th. And from that perspective, and, and of course, at least, you know, with, with the NCAA Division One football playing uh, its season and seeing the trials and tribulations and successes of playing that season, I guess, you know, there's there's some takeaways from that on the NAIA level as well. But but are there any unique challenges in starting a football season the end of February when typically that's when baseball starts too? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the first logistical challenge is, you know, where are we practicing in, in January and, and early February? So, I mean, if you get uh, one one sheet of ice across the turf, it could take you the rest of winter to thaw that thing out. Um, so we're we're hoping that we get some some mild weather here over the next six to eight weeks, and we don't have to uh, get displaced. Obviously, we've got the dome down on Angle Road that we'll probably use in in some circumstances to get ready for the season. Uh, but I think the major difference between what the NCAA was able to pull off and what we're going to try to pull off is the testing component. So I mean. For instance, you look at Michigan and Michigan State, and yeah, they played football this fall. They also had to test every single day and have a 24-hour turnaround in those tests. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the resources to do that. Well, the same model of the NCAA, then it's over. We're not going to be able to do that. But I don't think we would go that far. But, again, I mean, you got to look at what the states are requiring. I mean, the Wolverine Hoosier can't play right now because all their schools are in Michigan, and they can't even practice. So, like, Spring Arbor is in our conference for basketball right now and they can't play because the state of michigan says in order to practice you have to have a negative test within 24 hours uh so it's it it'll come down to those kinds of things what do the states look like at that point in time what are they requiring uh for athletic participation we're in a pretty good spot in indiana we have been uh throughout so we'll see how it plays out but it's a it's quite a different beast looking at what notre dame and them were able to pull off because of the resources they have and what we're trying to do we're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And Mike, as we, we uh, talked about the upcoming football season, what are we looking at as far as spectators? Uh, what has been determined thus far? And I know this is an ever-changing, ever-evolving uh, situation, but what, what, where do we stand right now? Yeah, I mean, so right now for basketball, we just shifted to allowing our parents come to the games. Um, so that was kind of step one for us. We hadn't had any spectators up until, uh, I think it was a week ago, Sunday, uh, where we allowed some of our parents to come to the game first. Uh, and it's all it's going to be determined by Allen County, uh, for mm-hmm. the most part. If we stay at the, 
25% capacity that we're permitted. And, you know, you look at it, we may be able to have, you know, 750 people or so out of, out of football games spread out. So it's not going to be at all this year what people are used to. I don't, I don't see that being possible. I don't see 4,000 people in the stadium shoulder to shoulder screaming and, and cheering on the Cougars, unfortunately. So we're going to have to see what the numbers look like. Obviously for us, again, our, our parents and our families are, are most important. And um, we've got to have our, our game day staff. You got to have your bulk, all boys, your chain crew, your officials, your uh, dynamic PA announcers, and all those people that, that need to be in that count. And then you see what you have left over, and you try to get in as many people as you can. So uh, I, I think we'll be we'll be able to have some fans, but it's it's not going to be a packed Darcy Stadium like we always wanted. But there will be football at Darcy Stadium, and it will be Cougar football, and and I can not wait. So, yeah, it'll be, an, you mentioned baseball starting the same time. It's going to be a, a fast and furious spring, and I think come, come May or June, if we can get through it, it's going to be a, a, a nice big uh, sigh of relief that we can all uh, exhale and, and, and feel pretty good if we get through it. Well, and that's the thing, Mike, you, you know, a big sigh of relief, but you can't put your feet up on the desk and relax any because then you got to turn it right back around because then, uh, you know, football practice is going to be starting in the, you know, in July as well. And so it, it seems like, holy cow, you know, you just, you're going to get done with one and then, hey, here we go. So, uh, but hopefully, you know, things, once again, the things will, will settle down um, from the pandemic uh, state and, uh, and we'll be able to get on with uh, life is somewhat uh how we how we used to do it pre-covid so uh well mike thanks so much for joining us and uh uh we will talk to you next week uh once the calendar turns to 2021 awesome jim thanks for your time uh, happy holidays again to everybody and uh I'll, I'll talk to you next year my man all right that was mike mccaffrey athletic director at the university of st francis in our weekly cougar chat and uh, yeah nine weeks from today the cougars open up against madonna at uh, darcy stadium and uh, boy it's been a long time coming for that before we go to break i want to tell you uh, what's going on december 26th in fort wayne sports history of course blake sebring's book that chronicles every day of the year and on december 26th back in 2012 james blackman jr scored 45 points to break the summit athletic conference tournament scoring record in a basketball game against Snyder. Um, first half, uh, he hit two of ten shots, uh, got blistering hot in the second half uh, to uh, culminate in that 45 points for his Bishop Lewis Knights. Also in 2012, the Mad Ants traded Walker Russell Jr. to Reno. Uh, Russell, a six-foot guard, was one of the first uh, Mad Ants and had an eventual and productive run with the franchise. He was averaging 15.3 points and six assists per game. Uh, in that uh, 2012 season with the Ants, over six seasons and 143 Mad Ants games, Russell averaged 15.2 points and 8.1 assists per game. Also, real quick before we go to break and, and bring on Kaylee Schrock to talk about Fort Wayne Spacemen Hockey, I want to tell you about what the Fort Wayne Mad Ants are doing. They are going to offer a virtual basketball camp. Now go to ftwaynemadants.com or any of the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and find out. It's under the direction of Mr. Mad Ant, Ron Howard, and Nick Gamble. Uh, Nick Gamble, uh, uh, one of the uh, group salespeople for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Also, uh, if you're a sports fan at all, Nick Gamble, Homestead Guard, Davenport University, and, and, and uh, uh, 
This is one of the uh, one of the outstanding basketball players to come from the Fort Wayne area. But uh, Nick and Ron will be putting on this virtual basketball camp. So go to those uh, go to those uh, social media sites or ftwaymadans dot com and uh, and find out for yourself. Uh, it looks like the uh, camp will be starting on Monday. So uh, check that out if you will. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen. When we return, you're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after your job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Did you know booking your roofing project with Alliance Exteriors in winter will save you thousands and guarantees that your home will be at the front of the line come springtime. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website at AllianceExteriorsIN.com to schedule your free, no pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book now to save thousands off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors your partners for life. Will your dented car dull your holiday spirit? Get it to Gerber. Their team works hard to get you and your car safely back on the road. Now offering contact-free estimates and repairs. Happy holidays from Gerber Collision and Glass. These are the sounds of a dinner. But not just any dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. Because without food, it can't. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations to the COVID-19 Relief Fund are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Your help is needed now more than ever, and every dollar makes a difference. That's feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. On behalf of Feeding America and families nationwide, thank you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. You hear that song enough, huh? Feliz you hear that song enough? Yeah. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Jose Feliciano. On 1380, the fan and 100.9 FM as we are talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And if you're just joining us, you miss Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar Chat. And you also miss the OutsideTheHuddle.net annual awards for high school football uh, players and coaches as well. But if you just joined us, hey, you're lucky. You are in good fortune because on the talking sports phone line with us right now, presented by Culligan of Fort Wayne, give your people Culligan water, is the coach of the Fort Wayne Spaceman, Mr. Lincoln Kaylee Schrock. Schrocky, good morning, my friend. Good morning. How was your Christmas? Oh, it was great. I'll tell you what, I got everything I wanted. Uh, I, I wanted to get a new bat, but, uh, well, that I guess I just got to use the old one. But uh, uh, how was yours? Did, did you get a new glove, and did you get a clean uniform? <laughs> my wife's still working on my uniform, I think, and uh, I'm still breaking the glove in, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for next year. And I was going to say, you don't need a new bat. you got to keep that old stick uh, going from last year. I, I reckon you had a pretty good year at the, at the plate, so... Um, I, I wouldn't be so, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't be so quick to get a new uh, bat or ask Santa for one of those if I'm if I'm you. Yeah, well, I, I I did the stats, so I know that I didn't have as good a year at the plate as you did. Uh, for those not familiar, uh, uh, everybody knows that I, I play adult baseball in Fort Wayne, and we uh, welcomed a new teammate, uh, number seventy nine, uh, uh, Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, to the uh, Yankees team this past season, and uh, we all had a blast. That was uh, uh, an incredible summer when we were able to get out on the diamond and finally play. But uh, but that just shows how multifaceted. Mr. Schrock is, and and coaching the Fort Wayne Spaceman. First, I guess for those not familiar, Kaylee, uh, tell everyone how the Spaceman got started. Todd Ramsey is one of the owners and and, uh, and kind of had a little bit of a vision and knew there was a little bit of a void in hockey in Fort Wayne, and, and tell us a little bit about how that got going. Yeah, so when he, um, when he bought the rink back two years ago, um, he also, you know, wanted wanted to own a junior team, and he, Todd Hensley, and and John Finch were the original three owners, and and now the um, the rink um, owns the team along with Todd, and um, it operates very well. We're we're very lucky to have a junior team um, at the end of the tunnel for Fort Wayne uh, youth hockey to, to to give the kids that carrot and to have a high level of play in Fort Wayne, which is extremely exciting. Some of our better high school players have an opportunity to play, but yeah, Todd Ramsey had, had a great idea and, uh, I'm, I'm just so thankful it's come to fruition and we're here in year two now. And I, I got to tell you, there were some tough times in year one, trying to get things started and, um, kind of make our name for ourselves at the, at the junior level. It's not an easy thing to do, but, uh, we had the right people involved and, uh, now we're on our way. 
Now, you'll play in the United States Premier Hockey League, the USPHL, uh, in the Midwest uh, East Division, uh, in the Premier Division. It, it's Tier 3 Junior A Hockey. And uh, you know, over the years, Junior A Hockey uh, has really made a name for itself with some of the stars of NHL caliber, you know, coming up through Junior A and playing. But, uh, yeah, as, as you said, you know, uh, Todd saw that there was a void, and, and we didn't have that and wanted to get something started uh, in the Fort Wayne area because this community, as you well know, is not like any other community with its its hockey passion, for that matter. And, uh, and it goes, it's generational. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, if we had more sheets of ice, there'd be even more hockey players around this area. But we have what we have, and that also uh, includes some, some 5 a.m. practices and, and midnight practices just to get a sheet of ice. But those that, that love the game will do whatever it takes to get on there. And, uh, and it's just a, a testament to those in this area, northeast Indiana, that, that have made Fort Wayne a hockey hotbed. No, absolutely. And I got to tell you, um, you know, I remember growing up and, and having those 5 a.m. practices at McMillan Park playing travel hockey and, and even a year of high school hockey in Fort Wayne. And now it's it's gotten to the point where these kids have, you know, they, they, they get to touch the ice three times a week. They have off-ice training. They, they have off-ice shooting with Ron Leaf. Um, we've really done a great job developing um, players at the younger levels. And, and of course, you know, this, uh, this has been going for about three or four years now. And, you know, there's still some kinks that we need to iron out, of course, but it has really changed the landscape for, um, for youth hockey in Fort Wayne. And, and I'll, I'll be, I'm just so excited for it. And I think uh, we're going to develop a lot of uh, good hockey players as we already have. So um, it has changed very much since the old days at, at McMillan. You know, Kaylee, and, and I, had, uh, I had heard, of course, and I've been a, a hockey fan since, uh, well, a long time. Let's put it that way. Gordy Howe was one of my first uh, heroes in any sport, and and with Alex Del Vecchio and Ted Lindsay and guys like that. So that dates me a little bit. But but back in the day. It was it was very uncommon to see an American player playing, let's say, in the NHL or, or for that matter, in the IHL. But that's more accepted, more prevalent now, and in, in yourself as well. Yeah, it, it it is changing. It is changing, and a lot of that actually is the um, it's the American development uh, model, which um, USA Hockey is. Uh, um, our governing body, right? And they put out a lot of great resources, information on how you develop hockey players. And what's changed really is they're having, you know, that they want you to develop kids in, in small area games and put the kids into stations where there's more movement, more repetition. Mm-hmm. And we're actually catching, you know, Canada has actually adopted our model just in the last year or so because they were, you know, um, they still, um, I don't want to say we're stuck in their ways, but, you know, they still had kids that were on the ice that were seven, eight year, years old playing full ice hockey. And if you, if you really break down the analytics, those kids aren't touching the puck as much. They're not making quick decisions because there's so much 
ice where they can get away from their opponent where if you shrink the ice surface just like you would do with baseball with you know nine and ten year olds you shrink the diamond and things happen quicker kids have to make decisions faster um, we've really done a great job of developing our players and if you look actually in the NHL you know you look in the 90s and early 2000s most of the American-born players were third-line grinders, right? Mm-hmm. They were guys that, I mean, there's your exceptions, like uh, Madonna and, 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 and some of those types of guys. But for the, the majority of the guys in the NHL were third-line players or just kind of workhorses. Now we're developing, um, you know, first-round draft picks, Patrick Kane. We, we have guys in the NHL that are scoring goals, and a lot of that goes towards the, um, the, um, the ADM, um, and uh, uh, USA Hockey and how they develop players. And we're still learning a lot, Chevy. Like, um, we're stealing a lot from what Finland and Sweden does. They've got the best development models um, in the world. Um, and, and, we're, and we're just trying to get better every day. But it's, uh, it's been fascinating to see it. And I'll tell you, a lot of people shake their heads. Why, why don't you let them play on the full ice, you know? And, and it's, it, it's always fighting, uh, especially at the youth ages, the parents uh, on, hey, What's better for your kid right now, development or winning hockey games? I promise you, you always take the development, and the wins will come later. You know? Yeah, that's great logic, too. You know, it's, uh, that's something the kids need. You know, they, if they can, the, the more they can touch the puck, the more they can get the feel of it and, and make the stick an extension of themselves. You know, so, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's great. But uh, well, we're talking this morning with Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen, uh, Junior A Tier 3 hockey team team in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, and let's talk about the spaceman. And of course, now, right now, you are kind of taking a little bit of break uh, uh, from your season. It looks like you start back up in Boston on uh, on around uh, January 7th in a tournament there, but uh, a little bit of a Christmas uh, holiday break. But uh, And I know that uh, well, Darren Wright's been doing a great job at, at tweeting out uh, information and things, too. So, uh, and in following him, I, I see that, you know, spectators are not allowed at the games currently. Is that correct? Um, we, we're allowed to have a hundred, a hundred spectators or a hundred people inside of the facility okay. for games, but that includes, um, the staff and players from each team. So, you know, it's less than a hundred spectators. Uh, typically, you know, it's different everywhere you go and, and the rules change every day, obviously, as you've probably experienced with COVID. So it's just trying to stay on top of everything, but, um, and, it, and it's unfortunate, you know, and it, we, we feel so bad for the Comets as, as well, but we were thinking without the ECHL going that we were going to get more people um, in for our games, but the rules have affected us as well. The the good news for our, our guys is we're still playing, you right. know, and, and uh, but yeah, and, and the one thing I wanted to mention is the, uh, the Boston Showcase, they actually canceled it, and... Um, we're going to renew a, a rivalry with Toledo. And instead of going out to Boston, they scheduled up. Uh, they put four games on our schedule with Toledo right when we get back from the break. So I'm sure after the fourth game, the kids are going to be a little sick and tired of each other. <laughs> but but that's not always a bad thing either. That's for sure. No, it, 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 it's not. And Toledo's got a good good squad. Their assistant coach actually used to coach me. I played juniors out there. And uh, our their head coach now is my assistant Um back when I played uh, juniors and I was 20 years old. So it'll be fun uh, getting to coach against him.
Now, as far as the players on the team, how much uh, Fort Wayne or Northeast Indiana flavor do you have, and, and where do some of these players come from? Yeah, we have about um, seven to eight uh, local guys on the team are, are from this area, and but we've got guys from you know all over the world. We've got a kid from uh, from Sweden on the team. Uh, we just uh, picked up a kid from Thunder Bay. Uh, we got a kid that we just signed from Edmonton and Alberta, a couple native uh, Canadians. Uh, we just signed a guy who scored the game-winning goal in our last game, Larry Yellowknee. He was actually in Allen, uh, Allen's camp for a bit in the ECHL and um, got sent down to the North American League, which is Tier 2. And he's an age-out player, which means this is his last year of juniors. So, um, and he, he's just played, uh, you know, he's played a lot of hockey on the, on the ponds in Alberta, but he just never had a, uh, doesn't have a long shelf life of organized hockey. Mm-hmm. And so, um, position, you know, knowing the positions and where to go on the ice, the X, the nose, he's a little behind in that regards, but he's a heck of a player. And, um, so we have a lot to be excited for. We just add, we, you know, we made some new additions to our team, uh, picked up a kid from Grand Rapids named Riley Pitcher. He's absolutely outstanding he's a great skater and of course you know a lot of people have already heard about jared fisher who um, is still having a good year last year he set records um in goals and points and for single season uh, usphl record so we've got a lot of hockey players on this team and i'm excited for the break now we're finally we're, we're all healthy and uh you know uh, we, we've had a little bit of a scare with covid so hopefully we don't have to deal with that again and um not, now we can start to really uh hit our stride here after the break yeah you know in talking about jared fisher i remember last year i mean he's uh he burst on the scene and uh and, and made quite a name for himself there and i'm sure he's getting a little extra attention this season but but he's still uh leading the team with 36 points 14 goals 22 assists and 23 games so that's a little bit better than the point and a half a game and uh so i mean from from that perspective uh you know you've got a, a shining star there in, in mr jared fisher but uh yeah it's uh in in for you, Kaylee, uh, you know how is it then segueing from player to to coach? And I know you assisted, but then now as, as head coach, uh, you know, and having to delegate some things as well to the assistants and such. But uh, talk about that transition from player to coach. Yeah, I mean it's 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 difficult, you know, and and you um, and, and lucky for me, I you know I stopped playing five years ago, so I still remember what it feels like to to be a player and um i always have to put myself in in their shoes b- before we make any decisions and i'm very lucky i've i've got uh you know jerry moss who's a, a goaltending coach he works with our goalies josh moles who went to culver played uh division three played a little bit of pro hockey and then uh brian gratz was helping us out too and when, when he has the time and i mean he's got more experience than all of us combined um you know he's he's had time coaching at the double-a level pro and uh went to china last year with um you know coach uh gary graham so just learning from from all those guys and just trying to keep an open mind all the time and i mean i've learned stuff from our house league coaches you know and and uh and and that's the thing You're, you're never uh you know just because you played pro doesn't mean that um, and that translates to a, to a good coach. And um, what I what I try to focus on is just being able to communicate with my players, and you know, um, trying to make them understand, especially when I recruit them, that hey, like you know, I was in your shoes once. My 
my 19-year-old year, I was playing at Tier 3 hockey, and my 20-year-old year, luckily somebody took a flyer on me. Uh, wasn't good enough to play Division One, so I had to settle for Division Three, um, and then you know won a national championship. And the next thing you know, I get uh, six years playing professional hockey in my hometown. So it's just trying to tell these kids, listen, if you know Tier Three hockey, I know is not where you want to be, but um, if you work hard and you do things the right way, you, you know you don't know how high your ceiling is. And uh, the kids that buy into that and work their butts off. I mean, we, we, we can develop, you know, and uh, and that's been so much fun for us and the, and the coaching staff. Well, and I'm sure there's quite a hockey network as well that uh, if there is a kid that's, uh, that's you know, doing outstanding things, it's, it's going to get heard from uh, throughout the hockey network. But, uh, well, well, Kaylee, who was growing up, who was your hockey hero? And, and, and now uh, transitioning into coaching, you know, who is your coaching mentor? That's a great question. When I was growing up, it was always, um, you know, it, it was always Jeremy Roenick. And, uh, you know, and now, um, you know, you, you, you read some of these, the, the coaching books, which, which I love, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. You can take concepts from a, a lot of guys in the NHL, but, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, Babcock's a good one. I know, uh, you know, for him recently, it hasn't been, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, he, he's kind of on a downward spiral, but, I think um, there's a lot of things that he does um, just in, as far as, you know, his tempo and practices and how meticulous he is on, um, on time management. And, and honestly, a guy that I, um, I really respect and talk to a lot is Colin Chalk, uh, just because he's got so much wisdom. He, he knows the game inside and out. And I spent a lot of uh, time on the, uh, on the phone with him and, um, the great thing is, you know, all these you can find help from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Williams is another guy that coached me at Newman, and now he's coaching in the Western Hockey League for Everett, um, the Silver Tips. And I mean, I think he'll be in the NHL one day. And you know, Dennis is always uh, quick to help me if if, if I need uh, some system stuff or just some advice. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say at the NHL level, uh, Ben Abcock. Uh, does a lot of things the right way and then obviously chalker and, and dennis williams have been been a huge help for me as i move forward well kaylee we are out of time this morning but i, I tell you what i had about two hours more worth of questions for you so we're gonna have to do this again sometime believe me let's just do it in the dugout shovey let's we, do it in the dugout you know you know it let's do it I, i'm ready and have I'm re- me have me on again i um i enjoy coming on and i'm excited uh I'm excited. I need to get into the cages and uh, get the swing kinked out before, uh, you know, before spring training starts with the Yankees. Well, I, I, oh, now stop it. You're a Red Sox fan, aren't you? Oh, through and through. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, but it, well, what, I think you got on base by getting hit by pitches as much as you got hits last year, didn't you? They don't ask how. They ask how many, Shovey. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm ticked off about this. Uh, as on base oh, percentage geez. title, you know, I, I'm I'm protesting this. I'm I know. coming, I'm coming with rule, a rule book that shows what they do in the in the show, and I'm gonna 
I'm protesting this. Uh, I need I need you to put my numbers in blue here. A minimum number of at bats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for those listening, you don't get it, but uh, I'll tell you some other time. But but uh, yeah yeah, Kaylee and I have little uh, little little talking to do uh, about this. But uh, yeah, well no, it's it, it was a it was a blast being teammates with you this past season. I hope it goes for a long time uh, more because that means I can still play. So, uh, but uh, you know, we'll we'll have fun on the diamond and then I'll enjoy. Enjoy uh, watching you coach the spacemen on the ice uh, uh, this season and seasons to come. I appreciate it, Shelby. H- have a good one, and uh, you know, take care of yourself. I'm I'm excited to be back on the show and uh, see you in the, in the spring for some baseball. Sounds good. Well, best of luck with the spacemen and tell Todd Ramsey I said hello. I will do that. All right, thanks. That was Kaylee Schrock, Lincoln Kaylee Schrock, head coach of the Fort Wayne Spacemen, uh, the Tier 3 Junior League team in Fort Wayne, playing out at uh, the Sport 1 Parkview Ice House. Uh, and, uh, yeah, head on out. FWSpaceman.com is the website that's got all the information, a great website with stats and schedules and, uh, and player profiles, things like that. Uh, check that out, and especially if you're missing hockey, uh, get on board with the spaceman that's going to do it for talking sports for a saturday december 26 2020 boxing day podcasts by federated media podcasts by federated media